Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I am a film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out my written work there. I've done film reviews since 1996, and you can read them all there. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. The Man Who Knew Infinity is today's film. It's a drama starring Dev Patel and Jeremy Irons. It's PG-13 rated because of some thematic elements and smoking, which... (laughs) I've always found kind of funny in terms of keeping kids away from certain films because all of the great classics of old Hollywood cinema probably would be PG-13 rated today because of that. It runs an hour and 48 minutes, and it co-stars Toby Jones, Jeremy Northam, Stephen Fry, Devika Bisay. The director is Matthew Brown, who also writes the screenplay. He drew a lot of inspiration for his story from the 1991 biography called The Man Who Knew Infinity, A Life of the Genius Ramanujan by Robert Knigal. Srinivasa Ramanujan, he's a mathematician from India who would become famous in the math world because of his prodigious work. In the early part of the 20th century, Ramanujan had a gift for mathematics that was seemingly ahead of what anyone else had been dealing with at the time, and he claimed that a lot of the numbers and the formulas just came to him out of divine origin, at least if you believe this film. His work would soon draw the interest in England, and it caused Ramanujan to leave his wife Janaki, as well as his mother behind, to pursue his calling among the top minds in the field within England. He hoped to realize his dream of getting his mathematical journals published. So he basically uprooted from his poor village to live in Cambridge. Matthew Brown writes and directs the film, and it's a bit diluted. Because of some compromises that he had to make to get the film produced, he focuses an inordinate amount of time for what should have been a supporting character, Ramanujan's mentor at Trinity College in Cambridge, England, G.H. Hardy, who's played here by Jeremy Irons. Hardy took Ramanujan under his wing at a time when Many others discriminated openly to the young man, not only because he was uh, from India, but also because he was mostly self-educated and that he had also not yet proven his many revolutionary mathematical breakthroughs in the traditional manner of the scholars of the school. So the irony, I guess, here is that this is a film about a man who took extraordinary risks to realize his dream And yet the film that is about him plays everything on the safe side for the entire duration. Matthew Brown can tend to cast as wide a net as possible for telling his film, and he's unwilling to risk losing any particular swath of the viewing public by trying to be either emotionally insightful or requiring any effort of intellectual investment on the part of the audience. Now, as an atheist who doesn't believe anything based on faith or intuition, G.H. Hardy is shown here as being skeptical about this young man, and he demands that before he accept his work, that Ramanujan will have to show his proofs, which doesn't come as naturally to the young man because he had done all of his work outside of the realm of formal academia, doesn't really know how to do this, and doesn't have the patience or the inclination to do it. So while Hardy is shown as instrumental in getting the rest of the faculty at large to take Ramanujan as a credible colleague, the film's elevation of Hardy himself to a co-lead character is the kind of thing that so often occurs when films need funding to bring to life. They feel they need a known actor 
actor, usually a white actor, to sell the film to certain critical markets, and the story ends up getting retooled to get the funding necessary to finally get it made. And according to Matthew Brown, it took about 10 years from the inception of the idea for this film to finally get it on the silver screen. And it comes often at the expense of the integrity of the overall work. For instance, Jeremy Irons is in here, but Irons, he's 30 years older than the real life G.H. Hardy actually was during the events of the film, which in theory may not necessarily matter to most people who don't really know the full story, but it does change the dynamic of the relationship as well as the motivations when it would seem like Jeremy Irons' character should be on the verge of perhaps even retiring versus being at the beginning of his career as he would have been in real life. Now, a good deal of the drama of the film deals with Ramanujan's difficulty in assimilating to his new environment of wealth and privilege in England. He's coming straight from a life of poverty and religious community in Madras, the town now known as Chennai in India. And it also deals with his difficulty in challenging his knowledge into the traditional style of British mathematics taught in the highest levels of academia. As such... Ramanujan's enthusiasm begins to wane. He's confronted by a perceived lack of belief in his work without proofs. He also understands that there's this glass ceiling that exists for those who aren't already part of this so-called old boys club of white men of a certain class and privilege, most of whom would rather not even address Ramanujan's next-level math theories and much less try to understand them. Ramanujan is also shown as being brought up with a strict vegetarian diet due to his religious convictions. He has difficulty eating in a place where meat is consumed at nearly every meal. Even vegetables are cooked in animal fat, which makes them equally taboo to him. So he misses the comfort of being back home. He yearns to be reunited with his wife his people, his way of life. And speaking of his wife, one of the changes that this film makes, obviously another effort to be more marketable, is that Ramanujan actually married his wife when she was only 10 years old. It was an arranged marriage. It wasn't uncommon at the time, especially in rural parts of India. It still kind of exists somewhat today in certain parts. But obviously, when you start building a film and trying to construct a really big love story at the heart of the matter, obviously most audiences, especially in the United States, perhaps in many parts of Europe would not be accepting of such a love story. So that has changed. He's definitely a young adult in this film. Further compounding the issues for Ramanujan that is shown in this movie is the lack of communication that goes back and forth between him and his wife. And that's shown to be thanks to the meddling of his mother. This is obviously a an embellished story element for the purpose of the film. His mother doesn't want Ramanujan to permanently uproot away from her, so she tries to keep them apart so that he will come back from his life in England. Although the life of Ramanujan is a matter of history, and it's probably very well known among mathematicians and other scholars of the era as to its importance and perhaps even some of the more anecdotal material, the vast majority of people who are going to choose to watch The Man Who Knew Infinity will probably be unfamiliar with the man in question's life and work. So because of that, I'm going to refrain from talking about what the importance is that he ultimately plays that makes him worthy of a film and also what happens during the rest of his life beyond his initial pursuits in England, because that was a surprise to me. And I think that it will be a surprise to a great many people who are watching this movie. However, I will say that, though there are a couple of genuine surprises here and there, 
and the film benefits from an interesting subject and actors of good quality, there's still a by-the-numbers delivery to this story that makes it feel less inspiring as one might imagine such a film should be given the subject. Also, with the exception of one specific formula and the looks of astonishment all over the place from those who have, we're told, nearly unparalleled IQs, the film delves very little on the specifics of Ramanujan's work or what truly makes it so revolutionary. You know, we've had some similar films on groundbreaking figures in history in the realm of math and science. We've had Alan Turing in The Imitation Game. We had Stephen Hawking spotlighted in The Theory of Everything. Compared to those, The Man Who Knew Infinity feels like a lesser effort all around, both in production and in execution, and that's mostly because it lacks a thematic through line to elevate this story into something more artistic than just a collection of historical achievements that were embellished by a friendship that may or may not have been there. There are several acts of abuse, of racism that may not have actually happened. We have this unnecessary love story that feels more like sugar-coated to be a selling point for the film you know, to maybe even perhaps set up for a happy ending. Now, while this is enjoyable and interesting enough for a recommendation for general audiences, and certainly the terrific work by Dev Patel and Jeremy Irons brings many scenes to life, they do merit watching. There's still a certain aftertaste to the way that this is watered down. It's very audience-friendly in a way that Matt Brown has determined to tell his tale, and I think it does come at the expense of that integrity that I was talking about in trying to bring Ramanujan's story to life. I do think that such a complex subject as Ramanujan deserves more complexity in bringing that story to the big screen. You know, any man whose work is still being used to study black holes shouldn't suffer from the irony of having to share his spotlight with G.H. Hardy. So you can see the compromises that were made. I think that somewhere in there, there's a good story, there's a good film that's yearning to break out, yet because of trying to cast that wide net. So at the very least, I do think it's worth a look. I think because of the performances and the subject, it's interesting. I do think that it falls short of being that kind of Academy Award-type film that the imitation game and the theory of everything ended up being so i'm going to give it three stars out of four three stars on my scale means that i do think that it is worthwhile if you're interested in the subject matter if you like these kind of dramas about math and science if you like the work of dev patel and jeremy Irons, certainly even though they don't necessarily resemble their counterparts in real life i do think that they do good work here especially when they're on the screen together Three stars out of four is what I'm giving The Man Who Knew Infinity. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button, and I'll continue to deliver all of my podcasts throughout the course of the year to you on an episode-by-episode basis as I see films. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes or any place else where it allows you to leave a review, the best way that you can show your support for the show is to leave a review on one of those platforms. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. If you want to write to me, you can find my contact information as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page on my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 